0: The following was recorded at New Church in Ventura, California. Pastor Jesse Giglio is speaking. Uh, most of you guys know, or some of you know at least, I wasn't even here last week. My wife and family and I were out in New Jersey. We were visiting uh, family out there. That was a trip we had on the books, and uh, it was a good time. Uh, I had a, had a good trip with my parents and checking out you know, some sites out there and seeing the city and eating like 100 cheesesteaks in Philadelphia with my kids and uh, doing that whole thing and trying to sort of you know dive in a little bit of the holiday holiday season um and relaxing that way. I preached my dad's church. It's this hundred and fifty year old church, this little chapel in the country, uh, northern Jersey. And uh yeah, it's just crazy to be in a place that's been around that long, like getting up on the stage that's had 150 plus years of of doing this thing. And and one thing about that church, I mean it's seen a lot of different people over that time, right? And it's had uh, had some ups and downs, and there's been things that have come and gone, and there's been seasons of, of real sort of bounty and, and harvest, and there's seasons where it just feels like it's almost not going to make it, but there's this pattern of lo- a longevity that allows it to have a space in so many hearts and minds in the community, and something about that, just a staying power of being present, of being available, and I think the church, the church has that. It's one of the things we have going for us, and the church can mess up. I mean, it has, and it, and it, and it will do so, but just in general... This thing's been around a long time trying to help people find hope and comfort uh, in these seasons and especially being from from our side I think this place is as you know almost as new as you can get to be standing in the midst of a, another sort of community that's just been around for uh, that long was was sort of honoring and, and, and encouraging as well but we uh, like, so were out there uh, last Monday night and we were in bed I think it was felt like the middle of the night out there and we started getting texts and calls some out here and uh Amy did I think I was I don't know, I might have been asleep, but it was, she was, you know, combing Facebook like she does, and she's like, Ventura's on fire, and it's like, what, you know, I'm like, "Ah." you know, I tend to sort of, like, downplay those kind of statements when people say things like that, like, all right, Ventura's on fire, and I'm like, start looking at my, you know, my phone, like, oh, crap, like, it is kind of on fire, like, this is, this is weirdly unsettling, just, you know, people kind of posting things up i'm sure we've all seen from you know from this is the, this is you from my porch this is at my the back of my house like we're getting out of here and it's and it was weird being there not being home and watching this thing sort of unfold from a distance and even like throwing on the news and like just combing like getting online tr- trying to find where there's some coverage and kind of processing like all right where, where are people at who do we know is is everybody okay and you kind of get to your own self at some point and i'm like oh my gosh what about our stuff like what about my house and at the time We didn't know, right? You didn't have the intel, like most of us didn't, like something's going down and and, and people need to get out. And I remember just like going through inventory of my home, like, shoot, like who can I get over there to get in my home and get some stuff out? And, like, what would I have them get even if I can get somebody there? And I was thinking, oh, I have this, like, bin in my garage. It's buried of some old pictures, but I can't make anyone get that. You know, that's not going to help. It's, someone will die trying to get it out of my garage, so I, I don't want that on me. And just kind of, you know, rolling through that, I know some of us probably had that exercise that maybe you've never had or, or haven't had for a while. Like, what, what would I take? And some of us did leave, and what did you take? And, you know, just thinking how unorganized I am with all my, like, important documents. Like, where the heck are my dumb documents? You know, I know I have those things somewhere, and... Uh, and kind of like almost going through this this moment of like, all right, well if if it all goes, it all goes, you know. And you kind of get to that place, and 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 I would be bummed, you know, absolutely. But you almost had to come to a place like, man, well, you know, if if it goes up, it it goes up. And then coming back here and, and uh, just trying to jump in, like, what what is the needs of the community, and and we've been you know living here. F- working here, you know, 15, 16 years with churches and social service groups, and just trying to get assessment of the, of the land, you know, where, where are people at, and spent some time at the shelter this week with the Red Cross, and just kind of listening, and helping where we can, and um man, there's so many different stories, right, I mean, there's, there's, there's people who are really frazzled, and have lost a lot, and don't know how to even begin to get that back, and, um and there's people who are like, Man, I have great insurance. I'm going to build a bigger house. Like, there's all these kind of different people in our city. You know, some of the neighborhoods affected were some of the most affluent neighborhoods. And so, there's not that it's not a loss, but there's sort of poised to do to recover. And there's certain people maybe in our downtown or Santa Paula, certain areas of of the city that like they lost everything and they're not sure how to get that back. Uh, I was working last night at. At the uh, at the brewery, we had an, uh, actually a cancer fundraiser last night. Actually, went, went really well. And there was just tons of people out. I think people needed a night out. They needed to kind of just believe in things again and see people again and just running into faces and just hearing everyone. It's a topic of conversation, hearing stories. And just met a guy down there. He was like buying T-shirts for his brother because his brother lived down in downtown one of the apartments. Like, yeah, he's got nothing and. He's like, I'm sure he doesn't have renters, and, and so you know, he's buying a bunch of T-shirts from Midwest, and just kind of watching people. I met a kid who's like, still hasn't seen his dad. He's, he came up from L.A. to visit his dad. His dad got stuck in Ohio somewhere and trying to make contact, and you know, as of this week, people you – know, early in the week, people didn't know if their home was even up or they were going to be able to go back to it. I was kind of processing this destruction. One of the things I heard, and I'm sure you, you've heard as well, and it's been kind of noted here, most everyone I've talked to, at the end of the day, as much as we sort of – kind of ache to see this happen to even to our landscape and our, and our neighbors. At the end of the day, it's like, well, we're glad everyone's okay. Like, yeah, they lost it, but they're okay. And that's kind of a, a common thread in these sort of things. Everyone's okay. And it's amazing in this situation that yeah, everyone is, at least, they're at least living, right? They're okay. There hasn't been any major tragedies uh, um, that way. You know, no one got hurt that bad. Nobody died. There was a car accident. But they just sort of you're like, it's okay, we're going to be okay, we're going to be okay. And, and have you ever been in an accident or, or known someone in an accident, like the car accident thing, right? Like, I my, my daughter's getting ready to, to drive, and so I'm, like, going through all these things. Like, oh, my gosh, I was a nightmare when I was driving. Like, I don't know how my parents ever let me drive. And and just being out on the road and and, and being in, you know, I had a couple accidents and, and family members. And, and you know, if you get in these accidents or you've had someone call you, have been in one, you call, and, like, uh, I got in a car accident. And usually, like, especially if it's, like, the dad or kind of, like, don't worry about the car. Are you okay? Right? We kind of very quickly discern, like, are you okay? I don't, I'm not worried about that thing. I'm not worried about that thing that you banged up or it's going to cost some money. Are you okay? And there's this consciousness in our sort of human being that it's just sort of God-given that allows us to have that value, like the, that the human life is the most important. Are you okay? I remember I got a call from my dad a few years ago, years back, and my brother got in a car accident. And uh, I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, is he okay? And like, yeah, he's, he's totally okay, but he was driving your car. I'm like, what? I'm like, my dad's like, yeah, it's total. I'm like, that punk, like, he deserves to be in a car accident. I'm, I'm going to come punch him now, you know, like, it's easy to say, like, it's just stuff sometimes when it's not your stuff, right? And I think we've all felt like, I've felt that way, if I'm honest, like, oh, yeah, well, you know, they lost your home, but they have insurance, but it's not my stuff. I didn't lose my home. And, and we can kind of go down that road, but it's easy to say it's just stuff when it's not your stuff, and so we have to be sympathetic to people processing these things out. I think about my home and the stuff I would have lost, and I and I almost would have felt worse for my kids because especially when you're kids, kids' stuff is all like personal and eclectic, and they're teenage kids in their room or, or kids with their toys, things they've built, like notes they've written on the wall. Like I'm and I'm watching some families with kids that like. That's a lot. Whatever the box is under your bed with notes in it and the picture of your your girlfriend, like all this stuff is just, you're not just going to claim that from the insurance industry. It hurts to lose that stuff. And it's easy to say just stuff when it's not your stuff. So it's important for us to be empathetic this time, even if we think people have means to get it back. And I remember thinking that way, you know, obviously like, oh man, like I'm glad he's okay, but I'm really bummed he wrecked my car, (laughs) you know. But aside from me, like most people get that it's not that important, right? The, the car is really isn't that important. That's the image of God on us. That's what would be known as this eternal perspective versus a temporal one, that, one that sees beyond this material world. So we can sit back and say, okay, you and I, people who know God, don't know God, there's a certain sense of us as, okay, we're okay. I'm glad they're okay. Like, that's important. That's this sort of sort of value system. And we talk about eternal perspective, and this just for a moment today, it's sort of an idea of eternal life, because in some hands you can say, well, whatever, it's just, it's just stuff, it all burns up, we're going to move on. Like, it, that's not really eternal perspective. Eternal is not an escape from life, it's just a way of seeing it more fully. So when we talk about eternal life, we talk about the eternal perspective, we talk about the kingdom of heaven and of God. It's not so that we can escape this thing, it's just so that we can see it more clearly, so we can see it the way that, that God sees it right? Eternal doesn't mean that only the future matters, but it's how we live in the present. In John 17, Jesus has this really powerful prayer, and he's, he's praying for his disciples and the people around him, and his prayer says this, now this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, so he's praying to the Father, this is their eternal life that they know you, they know you, God, and they know me, they know Jesus whom you have sent, like this is eternal life, it's this relationship with God, and it's just a relationship with Jesus. And getting to know God for, for you and i wherever we're at getting to know god and getting to know jesus it helps us see reality for for what it is for for like real reality not our own reality but that's 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 part of what happens as we get to know god like okay like i'm gonna be okay i'm gonna see this the way god sees this right in eternal life when we engage eternal life when we engage this eternal perspective it means that we're alive and active to god's environment like, what's happening in God's environment now? We can see what's happening in our environment. There's a lot of different ways to go with that. But how's God feeling about this? How can I engage that? How can I listen? How can I be helpful? How can I offer comfort? How can I offer peace, compassion? How does God look at this situation? And that's sort of our call into eternal life. It's not just an escape, right? It would be very, very easy for some of us to dismiss everything. Well, whatever, it's just earth. We're getting out of here anyway. Like, that's not God's heart. And that's not comforting to people who've lost everything right i well, don't worry about it It's just stuff well, that's not your stuff but god's heart how he sees the situation how he sees people is what we kind of want to lean into as the church so eternal life means that we're active and alive to god's environment what what he's doing now and sometimes that activity in these situations these seasons or even if it's just one person next door it's hurting like it's okay to be hurting it's okay to be a little bit confused and a little bit depressed it's okay to wonder, like, why did my house make it and that guy's didn't? When I saw people on, on the news, and they're like, man, by the grace of God, my home is up, and God saved my home. Like, what does that mean to the person who lost their home? Like, that's, that's a bummer. Like, what is that? Did God not help their home? Is he picking and choosing? Like, it's confusing, and it's confusing when, when we sort of drag God into these things, but we want to lean into his eternal, our eternal perspective as we, as we get close to him. So sometimes being active in, in, in his environment, in God's kingdom environment, is hurting and hurting with people. We learn it from Jesus as he walked out for years of his life here. At least, uh, at least a few times the gospel specifically mentioned him grieving and weeping. Uh, Luke 19.41 says, as he came close to, to Jerusalem and saw the city, he began, he began to weep. He's looking at the city who's, who's just struggling. is going to have hard times and destruction. And Jesus on earth, God on earth, he just starts to weep. It's grieving him. He's in pain over that. When his friend Lazarus dies, you know, John eleven thirty five. 35, Jesus wept. It's okay to ache. It's okay to grieve. It's okay to weep. And Jesus had plenty of hope. He was full of hope. He knew the end of the story. He knew where it was going. But he still says, okay, to kind of lean into a situation and feel. Yeah, we know at the end of the day, it's going to be okay. That's a great spoiler alert of sort of our our faith. Like, it's going to be okay. But it's okay to hurt in those moments and hurt with people. And even if you don't hurt, like, pretend that you're hurting. Like, you know, show some compassion to people. Like, if you don't care, pretend that you care. That's what people need. Man, Jesus, if he didn't care what he did, he would pretend that he cared. (laughs) You have to get in these sort of situations. I'm just going to try to feel this thing out. Jesus wept. He, He grieved. Not because he didn't have hope. Not because he didn't know God was in control. Not because he didn't know God was sovereign. Not because he didn't know God got this. Not because he didn't know every good promise of the Old Testament. But because it was part of identifying with humanity. And that's what he was here for. And hurting with hope, it still hurts. We've talked about that up here before. Hurting with hope still hurts. Yeah, we have hope. It's great. I have hope for the rebuild. I hope, hope we're going to care for people who need it. It can still hurt. But to deny those sort of emotions, it, it's, it's actually an unbiblical denial of our humanity. God, God's given us these things, these, these attributes of him that, has, that he's passed on to us. One of those is feeling compassion. So we're going to lean into that. And I've caught myself. I'm preaching this myself. And if you're hurting, like, I don't know, it's okay to be hurting, Allow yourself to, to hurt. It's a bummer. Some of us are going are to bear these things harder than others. Some people are right back at it already. Other of us are, are sort of fatigued from this, and you're feeling the pain of it for, maybe for, for weeks. That's okay. And it's okay to not be okay. We don't want you to stay that way. Anyone, if you're not okay, we don't want you to stay there. It's part of hopefully why we get together. We can kind of be with one another. We can sing a couple Christmas songs because it's Christmas season. I love Christmas. I feel like this thing kind of hijacked a big chunk of Christmas already. Pretty bummed about that. But we're going to lean into that together. So Jesus went through these things. Jesus went through loss to identify with humanity, and so, so do we. So do we. And if you've lost something, you've experienced this, it just gives you a platform to speak into somebody's life. But I, mean, I don't know how many times I've watched fires up and down the California you know, coast or every, every year on the news, and it's kind of like, that's a bummer. I don't really care. I like, oh, that's, man, that's rough. You we know, you watch it for a second and you kind of move on with your day. It's different when it starts to happen to you. It's different when you see it happen to, to friends and family and neighbors and watching people lose their stuff and watching homes diminish to rubble. All of a sudden, I'm like, oh, that's what that's like. That's what that's like. And, I, and I'm fine. My family's fine. Maybe in some small way, we can be a little more compassionate to people who go through these experiences through this. God leads us through these things so that we can be, actually be helpful and be hope. So the people in my life, and I I think some of us can identify with this, some of the people who have lost the most, they just, they have the greatest impact in my life. People who have felt the ache, they've limped, they've gone through stuff. You ever have someone try to give you advice about something that you, like, feel like they have no idea what they're talking about? Like, they can't relate at all? There's some of these people, they just like to give advice to everybody, you are like, you have no idea. You have no idea. I've had, man, especially this past year and a half, getting advice from all kinds of people on church planning and how to live my life, you know, and... And, and, and a lot of them are like, I don't, I don't know if you have any idea what I'm going through, but there's a few people I'll sit down with, and they'll start to talk to me, and it will strike a chord in my heart like, oh my gosh, this guy knows exactly what that feels like. Man, I listen. I listen. So Jesus walked through these things, and he leads us through these things sometimes. One, to draw, bring us closer together, because I think it does that. You see the city rally? No one mentioned that. Like, man, people are in. We will take care of this place. No one is going to be hurting for lack of resource here. Maybe for lack of sharing, or lack of pathways, or some things things to figure out, but man, I think the resources are here in this city. And there's been people saying, "Well, yeah, you know, it's it's it, it's you know a couple days. Everyone's going to forget about it next week. Maybe we will. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I kind of have a little sense in this sort of blue collar Ventura County, Santa Santa Paula. Like maybe we're actually going to stick it out a little longer than people give us, give us credit for. I hope so. I hope we can see some of these things through." as you walk through it, we, we can get closer together and we get closer to God. Right? I mean, the hardest times of my life, unfortunately, I feel like, yeah, it's when God's actually teaching me stuff and I'm listening. Times are good. I'm not that great of a listener, I'm fine. But, man, where it starts like, oh gosh. Or man, you get away with something, like, man, I, I should have lost my house. That was convenient, I didn't. Like, thank you. I mean, it it kind of causes us to pause. Craig Rochelle is a pastor in Midwest, and read one of his uh, blog posts from the past week or two and he said this we may enjoy God on the mountaintops but when we get to know him we get to know him intimately in the valleys and, it, and it's fun to have these really great mountaintop experiences with God and some of us have had those you know you go to camp things are good you know church is rolling everything's happy and like those are important times to get close to God we, we, we know God in those times that's, that's part of who he is but man when you're really struggling or you're, you're hurting or you're looking at other people hurting like those valleys like okay, like, now it's now it's gut check time. Now I'm going to feel my way out with this God, and, and maybe I'm going to disagree with him. Maybe I'm going to doubt him. Maybe I'm going to fight with him. Maybe I'm going to struggle with him. But, man, you're getting closer to him. You're getting closer to him. Man, my wife and I, over almost 20 years of marriage, Like we've had some really bad fights, like deep fights, hard times. Man, we get close in those things. If things are just cruising, eh, you don't even get to know each other that well. When things start to get a little rocky, ooh, you, can, you, you get a little close. And we go close to God in these times. And uh, Noah talked about David. Man, David was running from God. He's praising God. He's yelling at God. He's confused about God. That's okay. God can take it. That's what's great about him. He's super secure in himself. That's awesome. Like, he's not, you're not going to throw him off by, like, hammering him verbally, right? He might shoot lightning bolts at you, so watch it. But but now, but like he's like, all right, I, I'm okay. I know who I am. <laughs> I'm not doubting who I am because you think I'm, you know, bad or not in control. Like it's okay. We flush those things out. And I do know this about you know our God. If you've walked as we walk with Him for years, like, He's been faithful in the past. He's been faithful in my past. He's been faithful in the past before me. I, I believe He's good in the present. I still believe that. I believe God's good. I don't understand how it all works, but I believe He's good. So I trust him in the future. His track record's strong. Things will work out. He uses things for good. It may take a little while to see it, but he will use things for good. I'm going to have Noah come back up and and Josh, and I think I want to try this. There's um, if you want to get up and color in the color, paint and draw in the back or color. We have crayons. I would color. That's where I would go. Um, You can do that. But what I'm going to do is we're going to sing a song. And I I thought if, if you're kind of just Aching right now, or just kind of weirded out, or doubting, or not. What I would maybe just ask during this song, maybe just put your hand up. And if there's someone around that person, I do you pray for them? Or across the room, just you don't even have to talk. We don't have to hear everything. But if you're just if you just feel like I just need someone to put a hand on my shoulder, and pray hope into my life, just put your hand up. And we're not going to make you get up and explain it. If you want to, you can. But uh, just as we sing, or just take some time, just just rest. And if you just need to sit there and be quiet and just still know that I'm God, do that. Um, Yeah. Man, uh, you guys can't see it, but there's a really cool sunset out there tonight too, so I should turn around and look out the windows. Um, It's good. God's good. Uh, Thank you, God, for this afternoon just for who you are. Um, Who you are, God. You're good. And we confess that. And we don't understand these situations. I don't understand why some people have to go through stuff and some don't. Uh, But Lord, help us to be supposed to be helpful, Lord, to be your hands and feet in the narrative of these cities in these coming days and weeks, supposed to be empathetic, to be generous, Um, Spirit, we invite you to maybe touch lives that just need to be touched, or maybe this is is a season for some people to draw close, we thank you for who you are. The preceding was recorded at New Church in Ventura, California. Pastor Jesse Giglio was speaking. For more information about New Church, go to neuechurch.com. That website address again is neuechurch.com. Thanks for listening, and may God bless you and yours.